Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Daily Do-Rag. I have been definitely in my A-Hit these last couple weeks. School has been kicking my butt. And then I just started an internship in 99.7 with Bill and Kelly Morning Show. So if you ain't checked them out, then check them out because I'm one there. Um, but we back to our regularly scheduled program. I'm going to be back doing episodes every week. Um, now that I got my like battle rhythm here going and everything. So today, I have a new guest with me. All right, his name is Armand. So clap Thank you, thank you. Uh, my name is Armand Thompson. I'm a junior over at University of Louisville. Uh, CCIS major, computer information systems, double majoring. Uh, I can barely handle one major. <laughs> within CIS, uh, trying to also do uh, an entrepreneurship minor as well, maybe even an international business minor. So, hey, trying, to, trying to get it together. So, wait a minute. Okay, so what do you want to do with all that? So, it's very broad. With CIS, you can do so much uh cis is more of a, an, an it uh, field but i just picked that because i know i like computers i knew it was going to be lucrative uh i knew that's where the money was at but i want to take that and probably work with like a non-for-profit like lately i've been getting real deep into um like social justice issues and things of that nature so i'm gonna try to find some way to add that together mm-hmm. i haven't figured that out yet so i may be using the entrepreneurs minor and starting my own thing so so, like, would an entrepreneur mind? Because I know that, like, sometimes they tell you, oh, well, if you, they tell you, oh, like, well, you got these classes, so you can do an entrepreneur, you can add this minor and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, with an entrepreneurship minor, do you have to take extra classes or what? Yeah, entrepreneurial minor is, is a little bit different than every other minor because it's, it's competitive to get into not only that because, um, it's not like, for instance, like you said, you take these classes and, oh, yeah, you just ended up with a minor because you took so many management classes or things of that nature. But entrepreneurship, there's a class you have to take before you even get accepted into the minor. Okay. Uh, then you have to come up with, like, a business proposal of, like, what you would do, uh, what business you want to start, things of this nature. Then they got to accept you into it. So it's, it's actually pretty competitive. Oh. So um, it's different than any other minor. It's only four classes, but it's a lot of busy work. Like you said, you have to be accepted into it. You gotta be already in the college of business. There's a prerequisite class before you can even start the minor. So, dang. So have you already taken like the pre-class? Uh, not yet. I'm about to, I'm about to get into it. So that's the journey I want to go. Dang. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. So anybody who's listening, I'm sure that um, I'm sure that you heard about Kobe's death. A moment of silence for Kobe. I, you know, I. What what you were saying, I mind that you're not really a basketball fan. I will admit, I am not. <laughs> I, I'm not that big of a basketball. Fan. I'm a football fan. Yeah. I I love fo- part of the whole being from Alabama thing. Like I love football. I never really got into basketball. Um, of course, I've always known who Kobe Bryant is. Right, of course. Um, but I was never like I like. I could never. I, I was never those people that like you know how there were people like when he died like you know they were posted pictures of them in his jersey and mm-hmm. stuff like that I I wasn't yeah like like one of my line brothers Brandon like he I'm pretty sure he broke down in tears you yeah know? so yeah like it was definitely tragic but um, like I said I'm not a basketball fan but 
Uh, that's what everybody else is saying, and, and I agree with them too. That you don't need to be a sports fan. This is true. So this to, is true. to appreciate his death because that's that's tragic. Yeah, it. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine about like his death, and I was just saying how I don't know, like you know, different deaths to me hits you like a different way. That's right. And like especially like with the way that you die, like with with that, like. Anybody who knows me knows I'm an Aretha Franklin fan, right? So that death was hard just because, you know, the memories that I have with, like, her music and stuff like that because my grandmother, that's her favorite artist. Yeah. And so that's why I had such a connection, like, with her. But, like, she was sick, and mm -hmm. so she was, like, dying. So it was, like, something to deal with. But, like, with Kobe, like, that was such just, like, a, that was just a, a, a stunning thing, you yeah. know? To die from something like that. It's definitely a, 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 a realization because, I mean, Kobe, you never thought he would die right. anytime soon. Exactly, right. exactly. People like that, like, you know, we as, as regular people put those type of people on like a pedestal to where it's like, oh, yeah. you you don't think they ever gonna, yeah. you know. Almost untouchable to death. Right, exactly. You know, like they exactly. die when they wanna die. Ex exactly, <laughs> no, yeah. for, real. <laughs> yeah, for real. So it's just like, dang like and then like for him to be as young as he was was just mm -hmm. like dang and then i know for me i wasn't you know of course the situation was sad and it was shocking but where it it, it was really sh where it really like hit me hard was when um we found out that his daughter was also on the yeah. list that yeah. was that was pretty sad yeah because there's so much you know not only with the being lost with life so much loss of like what could have been yes. potential mm -hmm. wise and whatnot. So mm -hmm. because you know, with you know with Kobe, like I said, he was young, but he lived this life and he lived this legacy mm -hmm. that is now being left behind. Whereas his daughter, it's like you know that chance was snatched yeah. from her. You know. So, anyways, um, praying of course praying for that family and the his wife and the rest of her kids and everything. Um, um, so we were going, we're going on to today's topic, which is the Thompson project. Okay. So Armand, why don't you tell me a little bit about the Thompson project? Like let's, let's do an introduction of what this is. Cause I also don't know what it is. There we go. Well, that's what we're here to find out. Right. Uh, the Thompson project really is just, it's a mentoring program. But it specifically targets the youth that's incarcerated. So oh, okay. It's not, there's a thousand mentoring programs, but I see very few, if any, that are going inside the juvenile detention centers and, and getting them from there. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess if I was to give you a little spill, that's pretty much what it is. It's a mentoring program to give resources to those who don't have resources. You know, because once you're in that, that system, mm -hmm. people forget about you. So this is absolutely true. Yeah. Um, so how so what the Thompson project was it started by you? Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, last name Thompson or whatnot. Uh, yes, when so. you texted me, I saw. I was like, oh, there yeah. it is. <laughs> Things are starting to connect. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was it was started by me. I didn't name it. Uh, people on my committee named it. Uh, it was something I've been thinking about starting mm -hmm. for a, like a long time because mm -hmm. um, the juvenile detention center that we go to was one that I went through myself as a, as a youth. Like I was in and out of juvie. Okay. all the time uh, and so that's why it's, I'm so passionate about it and why I'm like making sure it gets done and um, trying to get this started is because I knew when I was in there when I was locked up 
when the, what you know whatever time it was um you just feel like i said not only by yourself but like no one gives a damn like yeah. no one's no one's there reaching out trying to make sure you straight like yeah i remember like the second time i went in um the guy he still works there and actually when i went back to visit um to start this all up he, he said like he remembered me because i got like a baby face or whatnot he said i still got the same face just got bigger <laughs> but um, no same here <laughs> but uh he was actually the one that told me when i was going in he was like you'll be back and, you know he was like it wasn't encouraging like it was he wow. was like uh you know uh, niggas like you always come back blah blah wow. it was like just you know throwing me down already yeah like um and he didn't know my situation at all like i was in there for fighting but i was defending myself so yeah. like now you telling me that makes me and the kids are so impressionable right you telling me that i'm like well damn maybe it's true like this is a second third time i've been here this and i am fighting i am doing all this like maybe this is my life you know yeah so um and him telling me that just doesn't help so uh if it wasn't for someone reaching down and pulling me up a little bit um i who knows i'd be dead i got so many friends that are dead right now i'll probably be dead along you know along with them yeah. So that's what made me start the project, because I was like, you know what, I'm tired of talking about it. Let's go ahead and you know and be about it. Yeah. Um, so that's how it got started. Pretty much this semester, it's still on the grounds, you know, ground floor. So. Wow, that's v- definitely admirable. Um, and it's um, y- I'm at a loss for words. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I. So I've been. A, I've been arrested myself, but (laughs) I didn't go through the whole system and everything. But um, my sister, it has been ever since I've been born, actually, has Mm -hmm. been in and out of jails and stuff like that. And she has five kids. Mm -hmm. And one of my nieces, um, my dad used to take care of her. She used to live here in Louisville with him. And um, me and her had a conversation about her going to college because I I. I'm sure I get on their nerves. I could care less, but I call my nieces and nephews all the time, mm. and I threaten them because yeah. I'm like, you're going to do something with yourself or else I'm going to choke slam you. Yeah. And so, you know, one day she and I were having a conversation about things, and she was just telling me, you know, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do that. And I said, where did you get that from? Yeah. And she was just telling me, you know, the different people who had told her, this is what you can and can't do and everything like that. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a very emotional person. So mm-hmm. that definitely hit me in my stomach. Yeah. And I was like, you don't ever need to listen to that. You can do whatever you put your mind to. I don't care what circumstance. Because my, my nieces and nephews come from very different circumstances than I do. Right. You know, my, my mom and them did not. My mom and her brothers and sisters, she has six of them. And they're all very close. They will do anything for me and my cousins. And, you know, they encouraged us to go even farther than they've been. And, you know, and so um, I just try to make sure now that my nieces and nephews have some, you know, they hear something positive. Because you're right. If you, you know, you telling people, you know, you can't do this or you you aren't capable of this, this, that, and the third, they're going to internalize that and they're going to believe it. The mind, the mind is so strong because, like, it's that old thing. Like, you start, someone can be perfectly fine, and you keep telling them, oh, they look sick, they look sick. Mm-hmm. By the end of the day, they're going to be sick. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. they will physically be sick. Yeah. It's the same thing. So if you keep telling someone you can't do this, you can't do that, no matter how confident or, you know, um, all, you know, uh, 
what's the word? Uh, like goal mm-hmm. driven a person is, they're going to doubt themselves like more than what they already have. So, yeah, that's one hundred percent true. Yeah. So, when you first got started with this project, like how how what was your mindset about it? Like how how were you thinking it was gonna go? It was going to go like you know what? Man, I that's one of the things like I just said. Down yourself, I. I thought it was gonna fall through, and it still could. You feel me? But you know, we ain't gonna speak that into existence. Exactly. No, we gonna speak nothing but positivity. You know. Uh, My mindset was this: you know what? Even if it does fall through, I'm gonna do something because everybody, like I said, I got cousins, you know, that are doing, you know, bad things right now, and I'm trying to call Mm -hmm. them. You know, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing this. You Mm -hmm. know. You know. I said I threatened them too. Like I'm a. I know, but for real. You. you about to bring the old me out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm going to have to get with you if I keep yeah. hearing you mm-hmm. doing A, B, and C. But it's one thing they hearing that over the phone versus absolutely Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I just self-reflecting it was like, yeah, you can say all these things, but what are you doing to, to show them otherwise? Yes. You know? And I, like, I completely agree. My niece, you know, I had that reach yeah. with her while she was living here. Yeah. Then she went back to D.C. Mm-hmm. And I, I was worried that the things that were done and the things that were accomplished would just fall through. But yeah. thank the Lord, mm-hmm. she ended up going to some program and she actually called me talking about something. Jay, I'm a college girl now. I say, yeah, yeah girl, whatever. <laughs> but um, she yeah. had a mentor at Howard University who kind of helped her and is guiding her and yeah. is like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And so um, that's dope. So have you, so is it one of those things to where it's at a specific place or are you going, to, or is it just at, or is it at multiple um, so facilities? That's definitely the the vision for the future. Right okay. now, it's uh, it's specifically at the Clark County Juvenile Detention Center over in Jacksonville. Like I said, that's the one I, I went through myself. But the vision for the future is for it to be multiple places. Okay. Uh, I start. I looked into starting it with U of L, but uh, not U of L, but uh, uh, Louisville. But they've actually got rid of their juvenile uh, detention center for some reason. I'm not. I don't really know too much about it. Can't speak on it too much. But mm-hmm. they no longer have one, which I don't think is a good good thing at all. But um, yeah, because at that point, where are you gonna send them? Like, yeah, that's um, what I was about to ask. So where do you send? Them? I don't know. I guess they maybe. Like I said, I don't really know too much, so I don't want to be spreading right lies, false but, information. I mean, yeah. you got to send them somewhere. So they're gonna be either send them to a camp or a boys' school or a girls' school or something like that, which. I don't know. I have to do my research to see if it's a good thing or not. But uh, right now, we just at uh, over in Jeff, and I do want to take it to other places uh, once I get it established. Like I said, we started it this semester, um, and it's still on the ground floor. Okay. I think we uh, uh, we just went last Friday. We go twice a month okay. know, with, and work with them. So once that gets up and running, uh, I'm actually trying to turn it into because uh, right now it's just it's more than an idea because we're actually doing it. But it's not, it's not on paper. So like, I'm trying to get it on paper with the government and get it turned into like either a non for profit or, or, or a corporation or whatnot. For that way, I can uh, get government grants and maybe become uh, government funded or whatnot and just do a whole business like um, type of operation. But you know, it takes time and money. So mm-hmm. um, that's the future: is to go other places and help other kids, um, and even spread it outside the juvenile detention center. Because once they out of there, then what? So right, mm-hmm. it, it never stops. So. We definitely are involved, and like I said, it just started this semester. So, so how many times? Did, so, how many times have y'all already been? Uh, as a committee, I would say uh, we've been twice. As mm-hmm. a committee, I, myself, I've been three times because I, I know I've been four times because I went twice to 
uh, talk to the kids to find out what they want. Yeah. Because it's about them. So mm-hmm. I, I ask them different questions like, what would y'all be interested in us bringing and you know, teaching y'all or exposing y'all to? Uh, got that information from them and just out of the rest of the time we're there because we're there for two hours, a mm-hmm. little over two hours. Um, just play games with them and just let them know that you know, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm here cares for them. About them. Yeah, yeah, and that and that I'm someone they can trust. Trying to build that rapport with them. Um, but yeah, as a committee, we've been twice and it's ongoing from here. So what, um, you know, saying that you've been there and you've talked to them, what is it? that they the majority well you know not even the majority just what have they said that they want you know yeah uh of course there's a lot of hands-on stuff they want to know they want uh they don't want to just like bring someone in and, and lecture them about yeah credit, and talk to know? them about what they could and could not be doing right so it's a lot of hands-on stuff and um so for instance i'm starting uh there's a local activist and artist named henry gentry uh if i'm not messing up his last name uh, he, me and him are working to get an art class about once a month or twice a month. It all depends on the funding um, with the kids. And that's going to be on top of the going twice a month already. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so not only are we going to be going um, the twice a month, but we're going to try to start their art class up. So that's going to be hands-on. He's going to be teaching them to use like their creative side to work through their problems and things of that nature. Um, yes. What would you ask? <laughs> I had asked. I asked what they wanted. Yeah, what they want. Yes, yeah. yeah, so hands-on things like uh, like the art class and uh, mm-hmm. and um, uh, just have people come in. And like for instance, last Friday we had a couple of brothers from Alpha come mm-hmm. and teach them about uh, Alpha, and then teach them about our aims, which is you know manly deeds, scholarship, and lift all mankind. Kind of sit down in groups and mm-hmm. and go over that. And then Zeta, uh, you know Zeta Phi Beta came and talked to the girls about sororities and, and did similar things. So uh, they just want more hands-on things. They don't want lecture-style things. Yeah. So it's hands-on, exciting mm-hmm. things. A lot of them want sports. Yeah. They want they yeah. want athletes to come. They want yeah. basketball players. They want you know football players. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know girls basketball all that stuff. So I'm working on that too. But that's okay. a lot of red tape you gotta go through. Yeah. And so at this point, um, how many people are on your committee? Um, uh, I just had to do some spring cleaning. You feel me? Cause <laughs> I, it was like forty. For over 40 some Ooh. people in the committee like all I right now like my own rso over here, yeah not a lot of people are active like so they and that's not even like to fault them yes people are just busy so mm-hmm. uh and they you know not everybody's still trying to figure out how to juggle their schedule so um after the spring cleaning i still got 30 some people on there so okay. and about 15 who are like really really active and and, and are about it so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's quite a few of us but um and how did you get it to that because i I haven't heard about. I didn't hear about it before you, you know, brought it up. How did you yeah. get people to um, get involved? So I'm the the chair for the Civil, Social, and Legal Justice Committee for the NAACP. And all right, I'm, now I'm doing it through. I'm partnering with them. So like I'm the chair of that, and that purpose is the is the like figure out, you know, civil injustice and legal injustice and do something about it. Mm-hmm. So, and one of the thing, one of the goals is to have a a visit to a jail so mm-hmm. um instead of having a one-time visit to a jail which no like all the past committee leaders couldn't do it because everybody had to be 21 and up and okay because i was gonna ask how yeah. hard i i the only time i've been to um a jail mm-hmm. has been to visit my sister yeah and um i don't recall you had to be 21 to, to go but i think yeah 
to have, have visitation family. with someone. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's an age limit. It's just okay. but to go in the jail and have like a tour. Ah, okay. You have to be 21 okay. and up. Because I'm um, about to say, we brought her baby. So that's yeah, why exactly. I was confused. Yeah, to have a tour of the jail, you have to be 21 and up. So like, but then that's where like past previous committee leaders uh, stopped. They was like, oh, you got to be 21. Guess we can't do it. So, okay. but like I went a step further and was like, uh, find out who will allow us to do it. Uh, how can we do it? And then that's kind of where the Thompson Project came up because it was something I already wanted to do. But then I was like, um, we you know, saw an opportunity to partner with the NAACP and get it going. So I announced it at our general body meetings, and people just, I told them my story about um, why I'm passionate on it and me going in and out of jail and whatnot mm-hmm. and, um, to help the kids, and people just kind of gravitate uh, gravitated towards it. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of, I'm trying to get more more men out. It's a lot of, a lot of women. Like, yeah. out of the 40 people, probably three guys. What? So yeah, it's crazy. Like, all the... Uh, I guess more women on this campus are more active, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, try to get a couple more uh, guys out because mm-hmm. a lot of the guys in the uh, detention center, the more, most of the population in the detention center are guys. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's great, you know, you know, have all the women out, you know, that's fine. But mm-hmm. try to get a couple more guys active too. But mm-hmm. that's how to NAACP, NAACP uh, general body meetings is how I announced it. So okay, but I'm trying to work on getting the page started and all this stuff. Try to yeah. get it out there. Yeah, you know. So how, as far as um, you trying to get more men out, how do you plan on going about doing that? Yeah, uh, just um, working on my social media presence with it um, and just working on, I guess, really appealing it. Because, like, for instance, when we first went, a couple of people, a couple of the men from Alpha, um, you know, one of them reached out to me that day and was like, you know, I really don't, I had nothing to say to him, like, I don't, you know, I really don't want to go because I don't feel like I'm not really going to connect with them because, you know, they come from a different background than I do. And yeah. I ain't got nothing to say and things of that nature. And I was like, look, like, it doesn't matter if you had nothing to say. Just come. Right. And, you know, your presence is is, is what they, you know, uh, like. You know, your presence mm-hmm. is what they just come and be yourself and they go and respond. Mm-hmm. And uh, afterwards, like, they was like, man, this, like, real deal changed me. Like, yeah. like I want to come back, you know. And, uh and it was like, uh, you know, I want to come back. I want to be more active. Like somebody, uh, Reagan Roy, shout out to Reagan. He donated two hundred dollars. Uh, come on now. After that, he was like, I didn't think this was gonna be as legit. And how, Wait a minute now, Reagan. How changing as uh, I, I need, as it was. I need some money, Reagan. <laughs> right. So if you throwing dollars, <laughs> I was like, man. You know, and as a college student, I mean, that's that's big. You feel me? So yeah, two hundred dollars. I mean, that's how much it, it it impacted him. Yes. You know, he was like, damn, like. A lot of people say they doing chains. A lot of people do the service, but he was like, "You really out here doing it in this program? I mm-hmm. see potential in this program, and it, it moved him to donate that mu- uh, that much money." So, definitely shout out to Reagan. But uh, yeah, to try to get more men out by getting them to come, because I think a lot of men are scared. Like um, they don't have nothing to say, or you know, yeah, uh, you know, they won't connect with the because they think I don't know that they ain't regular kids because they in juvie, right? Know? So just right. try to get them over that fear. Yeah. I don't know. They should want to come out. I got 30-something girls in this I community. about to say, <laughs> I mean, you don't want to kick it with no females? Right. Right? They you like want to <laughs> do, do no service with no females? I don't know. With no women? I don't know. So what do you think, um, like, how far would you, I know you answered this, like, semi already. Right. Like, how, what's the end goal for you, for the time Party? Like, how far do you want to see this go? Yeah, I want to go. As far as possible, like I'm already 
I was going to give it six months and try to do a non-profit then, but it's already picking up because the people who hear it, like, instantly gravitate to it and, like, mm-hmm. oh, well, let's partner and do this. Oh, let's do this. Like, oh, I want to donate some money. And yeah. I'm like, well, like, you know, I'm not financially – because, like, it comes, it comes tricky. Like, if, like with Reagan, he donated that, that $200. Where mm-hmm. do I put it? I don't have a – I don't have a bank account for the Thompson Project yet. You know, so That's what I was going to ask you. As far as money, yeah. like anybody listening, if you would like to donate money, yeah. you know, what – I know you were answering one question. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry for interrupting sorry. you, but, like, where would that money go? Yeah. It's going to go um, – as far as, like, where it's going to be stored, uh, where I'm in the process of going to, like, trying to search out credit unions and banks to open up a business account. Uh, for that way, I can store all the money in a, an official business account for the Thompson Project. Where we're using all that money toward the kids, buying them shirts, buying them underwear, uh, supplies they need. For instance, like the art class uh, that requires, you know, paint, brushes, uh, um, canvases, things that nature, and all that's expensive. So that's where that's going to be going, and uh, to bring quality teachers in because most people will do it for for free, but some people want some type of compliment you know and like if i'm gonna come teach a whole class uh i've had people asking me well you know are you gonna pay me things of this nature so uh some people will do it for free some people won't which is fine if you won't but you know just to bring quality people in to you know spend time with them it all costs costs money yeah so okay uh where's it gonna be stored that's where i want to turn to a non-profit that i get tax id and mm-hmm. open up a business account and all that good stuff so mm-hmm. that's gonna be coming shortly how does um how long does that like process take I don't even know a date. I don't even know uh, how long it would take. I guess it all depends on the person doing it. But yeah. I'm pretty um, active in getting it started. So okay. I'm going to classes myself, like I said, and uh, talking to, you know, there's alphas that already have nonprofits, so I'm going to be working with them to, to get it up and running. But uh, I would say three or four months, I'll probably get it up. If not, maybe a little longer. But yeah. it's going to happen this year, most definitely. Okay. So. Um, I guess last question for me, uh, for like any student, because uh, the large like base around my show is students. Yeah. Uh, will this be? Is this a U of L RSO or is this your own? I know you said you want to turn it into a nonprofit. So is this um, just something like outside of the university? I guess. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I was thinking about t- turning it into a U of L RSO because I definitely got the members, I got the interest and things of that nature, uh, a good purpose. So uh, I was thinking about doing a UVA RSO, but that would hinder me from going elsewhere. Okay. So, like, it would keep it right at U of L. You're right. So you're right. Uh, that's what stopped me from doing RSO route. But if I go um, if I go the nonprofit route and just partner with different people, that would give me a wider range of mm-hmm. what I can do, where I can go, things of that nature, because I don't plan on being mobile my whole life. So yeah. let's say after, you know, grad school or something, I moved to Texas, you know, I yeah. can then hand it over kind of and like hire. If I'm a business, then we got some government funding. I can hire someone to take over for U of L and keep it right. going and then start it wherever I move. And then we can grow from there. So, yeah, I'm definitely do the nonprofit and just partner with. Uh, and when I'm not only partnering with NOACP, like I'm looking into presenting this to, you know, SGA and mm-hmm. um, BSU, mm-hmm. all type of um, uh, orgs. So. Okay. Okay. Well, on an ending note. Tell the people, like anybody who's listening, how they can get in contact with you, like if they would like to. Because I know after this, I want to, you know, right. come and get involved. So tell, like, how how would somebody get in touch with you so that way they could get involved? With you? Uh, just right now, just contact me on any type of social media. It's uh, 
Armand A R M O N D ninety three on Instagram mm-hmm. or uh, group me. You can find me just Armand Thompson and just contact me and let me know that you're interested. And the only thing I will say, uh, we're you know accepting everybody and uh, everybody's more than welcome to come out. But we don't need uh, people who are like I want to come just to take a picture and yeah. yeah. You know, absolutely. So like, cause you can't even take pictures in there. Like, mm-hmm. so we had a little picture outside, but you can't take it. There are minors, so you can't yeah. really even talk about, yeah. you know, them personally and things yeah. of this nature. So, uh, we need people who are actually passionate about it and actually want to help. And, and you can help in many different ways. You don't have mm-hmm. to show up and to the uh, juvenile detention center and help. I mean, to help. Um, but just contact me on social media, and then uh, from there, uh, we'll go which which route you want to donate or, or help with the project. So, okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking to us about that. Y'all, this is a wonderful, that, like, I won't even prepare for that. <laughs> that, this, this is a wonderful opportunity to get involved, especially for all the people who, you know, say they're down for social justice and all that other stuff. This is a perfect um, way to get involved. So thank you guys for listening. I'll catch you guys next time.